2: To Journey in the Passion with Anike S. on Everyday Folks Radio. It is 3 p.m. on December 16th, and I am your host, Anike S. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Welcome to what I always hope will be a, a show that will help you get, go to your next level. And I hope that you will be inspired today by the conversation, and I hope that we will be all, all ready to be ready. Oh, okay, I'm going to start that again. Then we will be ready for 2018 in a mighty, mighty way. Dr. Billy Jones' show, BJ day Speaks, will continue to air on Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the new year. In the meantime, you can catch past shows on Everyday Folks Radio lineup. Also, make sure that you are keeping up with the ladies of K-pop every other Friday, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the new year as well. For more information on any of our shows, go to blogtalkradio.com slash everydayfolksradio. You could also go to my page at www.facebook.com slash EKS or check out my blog at anekmadison.com for show information as well as get your weekly dose of inspiration and encouragement. This month, I introduced my first video series called The 30-Day Prep, Your New Life Awaits. On my Facebook page, you can find inspiring videos, quotes, and get some great information from amazing and inspiring and insightful subject matter experts, experts that include my today's guests, Dr. Maria Maria Graham and Lashana Johnson-Price. Their topic was the importance of networking in a service-based business, and that's still available for you to check out. And you can just go to the Facebook.com slash Journey Passion Facebook page and check that out, as well as other inspiring videos. And I'm working on some more for the remaining of this month. Today is the last show for 2017, and we have three incredible women that I know will leave you inspired. This has been a month of firsts for me, uh, because not only have I introduced the first video series. I'm also introducing part two of my first ever two-part show and the first two-hour show. So that's a lot (laughs) in one day, and in keeping up with this year's theme, going to the next level, this show continues to do just that, and we're going to go even higher in 2018. Stay tuned. Now, during the first hour of today's show, we will learn about these incredible journeys of these wonderful women. And we will not only hear their journey, but what I want you to do while you're listening to their journey is hear the inspiration and let that be a resource for your own journey. Then we'll talk about strategy in Hour 2, so don't you go anywhere, because if we want to take our passions to the next level, we need strategy. So be prepared to take notes, and let's get started right now for 2018 and beyond, because it is time to store, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I'm going to introduce my guests. We are going to be listening to CEO and Business Manager Dr. Maria Graham of P2P Small Business Consulting Management Group. You remember her from last week. She is back with two incredible guests, and you may remember that she is the expansionist who seeks to help her clients turn their passion into profit. And first up for the guests that we have the additional guests that we have today, LaShana Johnson Price, who is a professional networker with over 20 years of customer service experience. And she took a big leap in 2013 and I'm going to be asking her about that because I am intrigued by that. And also you are going to hear more about her journey and what she has revealed in her bio cuz I want her to tell that story for herself. We also have this best-selling author, speaker, relationship strategist, Dr. Ashia Wayne. Now, I'm, I'm hoping that I said that right. I'm going to confirm that with her. But if you have seen the flyer for the show, she is a fabulous woman in red. And Dr. Wayne is also a missionary entrepreneur who is passionate about living a vibrant, full, and adventurous life full of excitement. So you can see that this show is going to be full of inspiration and incredible information. So stay tuned with us for this amazing two-hour event, and I am ending this year with a bang. If you have any questions or comments, you know what to do. Call 347-539-5372. Once you're connected, press number one so I will know you are ready. And I'm also monitoring the emails at mkpassionjourney@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So let us bring on these Fabulous women hello ladies hello hi hi thank you so much hi. for taking the time what i'm sure is busy thank you so much and so to make this easier i'm just going to go ahead and ask uh individual questions and then i'll ask you collectively come back relax and enjoy yourselves thank you once again for coming on
4: Thank you for having us.
2: Yes. Yes, it's an honor. so (laughs) thank you, thank you. So, Maria, please remind our viewers, our listeners of your family background and education.
4: Oh, wow. Okay, well, again, thank you again for having me on today. Uh, I am Dr. Maria Graham. They call me the expansionist because I increase your vision and, excuse me, expand your vision and increase your impact. Um, Last time I spoke about how, I come from a family of uh, people in the pharmaceutical industry, and that uh, that was pretty much kind of expected that I was going to be a pharmacist and become a pharmacist, and then I had to kind of dig deep and find my own passion and follow that passion where I started my own company, a business management company where I actually manage clients internationally and nationally to help them get to that next level. Um, I've have over so many years of experience with business management in the pharmacy realm, so I've taken that knowledge and experience to bring it to everyday people. So, Awesome,
2: awesome. And now tell us about P2P, Small Business Consulting Management Group.
4: Yes, P2P, pretty much we are, we proud ourselves to being the, your whole team. Um, we help business owners, small business owners, get to that next level and profit, wherever that may be. Um, we spoke last time about what I consider profit. And profit doesn't necessarily mean monetary, but it means what makes you have a great quality of life. So in our company, we provide you with the whole team to get your business to where it needs to be, if it's a business manager, if it's a sales expert, if it's um, a professional networker, a writer. We provide you with all the resources that you need in order for you to do whatever you need to do. We say that we are the one-stop shop for small business owners, and we hope that we can help you in your business. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's our frame to frame. So. That's awesome.
2: I love the fact that you help uh, different people in all walks of life. I like that a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. And so, Maria, yeah. you have invited two incredible women, and I am going to give you the honor of introducing them today.
4: Oh, wow. Okay, well, let me start. Well, I'm going to start with um, LaShawn. One thing I want to say, she is a professional networker. I, I picked these two women to um, join me today on this journey as we talk about passion because both of them took a leap of faith and started our really dig deep into their passion. And one thing that people need to know here on this show as they're listening as they're talking about what is passion, um, you have to know how to network. And that's when a professional mm-hmm. networker comes into play. Um, you might think it's like, oh, okay, I can go around and meet people. No, it's, it is a profession. It is a, it's not a game. You know, you can meet so many different people that can take you to a new level in life. So I wanted to bring her on today to kind of share with you guys how you have to network in order for you to get to where you need to go in your passion. Also, I brought Dr. Mm-hmm. Nguyen on here as well because she is the passionate pe- person about singles or finding contentment while you're waiting on your perfect mate. Um, I think that all of us at one point in time could have struggled with, okay, I'm single. I don't know what's next to do in life, or um, I'm waiting on someone to make sure I can have this fulfilled life. So I wanted to bring her on here for those here that are trying to go to that next level in in personal life and for her to come and talk about how to have a life fulfilled while you're single. Um, she has an incredible story, and both of these ladies can share so much about passion and life and following your dreams and stepping out and, and leaping out to that next level. So I, I thank them for being on with me. So
2: Awesome, awesome. All right. Lashana, you are up first. Welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Lashana, you with us? I am. I
1: am. Thank you for having me. I was on mute and didn't realize it. How are you guys today?
2: Oh, awesome. I am so excited about this conversation, and um, I'm I'm just thrilled (laughs) that you're here. Thank you. And so let's begin with your journey's beginning. So let's talk about your educational background.
1: Okay. Um, Awesome that you would say that. um, I am a... um, as I like to call it, a some-college type of girl. So that means I had some college, but I'm not a college graduate. Um, and my educational or background, or slightly lack thereof, is kind of what has catapulted me to where I am now. Um, so um, be as though, it is amazing for me to not have had uh, a full college
2: education. Hmm. Okay. I like that. I like that. you you now you, you can't just leave us like that. I mean, how how has it catapulted? so that's that's very interesting.
1: So, um for me, uh, for a very, very long time not having a college education was kinda like the monkey on my back. Um, I mm-hmm. uh, grew up as a child and you know, everywhere I turn, especially for my father who is like my best friend he um, would always say you're naturally smart you're naturally smart you know and and like I said into today it is what it's what you know he it was a seed he planted so to speak um but being naturally smart and 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 not to pat myself on the shoulder but I was but being naturally smart was kind of the downfall for me because there was um taking tests i i retained at a very high level so there was, like, no studying ever. In high school, I probably made nothing less than a B on a test, and I hardly ever studied. And when I went into college, the lack of study habits kind of cut me at the knees, so to speak. It left me a little crippled because I didn't have the discipline to sit down, study, you know, um, to make sure that I was reaching um, the levels I needed to reach in college. And after that, it became kind of like a – kind of like a a sore for me. It was a sore place. Um, I attempted to go back to college, and I I think I did it like twice. And um, Mm -hmm. that didn't work for me. And so I was just like, okay, um, I'm not going to do this school thing. But as I worked in corporate America, advancement a lot of times came with your education and so some mm-hmm. some jobs I wasn't considered for regardless of how long I may have been in that um in that position my knowledge my experience amazing enough though I some jobs I did not get and at that point mm-hmm. the monkey started right in my back um so mm-hmm. <laughs> having the monkey on my back um was um if I could say kind of depressing it, um I kind of did fall into, like, a couple of uh, bouts of depression a couple of times. and um, But I'm a believer, and God is my source, and God is how I've made it through everything that I've, I've been through, um, even with, like, the self-doubt. Like, I, um, because I was, quote, unquote, naturally smart, I could answer questions, or I could know a, a, the answer to a question would be right, And, like, Mm -hmm. self-doubt would immediately come in, and I wouldn't answer the question Mm -hmm. only because I doubted myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So back in 2015, um, I began taking these classes, and they were part of Women's Entrepreneurship 2.0, which is a group of ladies in Charlotte who took it upon themselves to bring education and um, entrepreneurship, the practicality of it all, into one place. And at that, that mm-hmm. was the first time I felt like, oh, I'm in college. But it was mm-hmm. the most amazing experience for me, um, because at the time, that's I was, I guess you could say I was um, looking for a change. But this was an entrepreneurial <laughs> change because that's this is mm-hmm. this is post 2013 leap. So
3: mm-hmm.
1: I'll wait for you to ask a question about 2013, and do yeah, you want me to yeah, dive no, in no, about no. 2013?
2: Yeah, you know it's coming, but I, you know I, just, I love that because some there's some people that are thinking you know I I don't have any college background I I don't you know I don't know enough I don't know as much as everybody else, but you're you're proving that you can still soar even though you don't have that so thank you for saying that I love it. Yeah, and, uh, you know. Yeah.
1: Oh, I was just going to say a lot of the most successful people in the United States. Some people know, some people don't know, but they don't have a college degree. So that was kind of comforting mm-hmm. for me because on my journey, you know, into my passion and to success, it began to make me feel better that Bill mm-hmm. Gates doesn't have a college education and uh, yeah. Peter Jennings didn't have a college education. So things like that, you know, it was. You know, it kinda, of, you know, made me feel
2: like you don't necessarily have to have a college education to be successful. There you go. Now, Doctor Ashia, I'm I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Ashia Wynn, I wanna bring you on the if everybody anybody who saw the flyer, she's the fabulous lady in red, I wanted to bring you in, this relationship strategist. How are you today?
0: Hi, I'm doing excellent. How are you?
2: I am Very excited about this conversation. Thank you so much for for coming on. And um, we also want to get to know you a little bit better. So why don't you share with us your educational background?
0: Okay, awesome. I'm glad that you asked. Um, My educational background is actually in pharmacy. Um, And it's so interesting that Shauna was talking about not being um, college educated because I am college educated, however, my passion and purpose has led me in a completely different direction in where my degree lies, and so um i'm a pharmacist practiced as a pharmacist for about eight years, and me every loving everything about relationships has always kind of been a natural gifting for me i can honestly excuse me I can honestly remember being a teenager in middle school. And at lunchtime, there would be lines and lines of other middle schoolers coming to ask me questions about their dating relationships, even as a teenager. And so you would think that I would want to pursue that as a career because I saw that there was a natural gifting there, but I didn't. (laughs) That didn't come until much later. I actually started an abstinence-based, educational entertainment type company in 2009 called Raising the Standard where we would travel the globe and teach young people about being abstinent as a teenage person. And that really evolved into me just having more of a passion for single people, Um, 34 years old, not married just yet. But I found myself and so many of my peers were successful in so many other areas of their lives, in their careers they were successful, Um, in their other relationships they were successful, but could not seem to get married to save their lives. And so in this one particular area, there was such a void that for whatever reason there was so much pressure on this one area that they felt like a complete failure in all of life. And so I said, man, that's really off balance. I really want to do something about that. And so I started waiting for Stratvert as a way to help singles find contentment, even while they're waiting for that perfect mate. I absolutely believe that every person can have the life and love that they dream and desire if they're willing to take the steps necessary to position themselves for it, but contentment is such a huge component that we can't no longer um, put our happiness off for this huge event or this person to come, but we've got to decide to be content right now. And so um, I have passionately been helping to awaken singles across the globe and understanding that. I've got a publishing company, SE Publishing, that was actually birthed out of that as so many singles started to pursue their passions. They started writing books and all of that, and I wanted to help them have an outlet to be able to bring all of that together. So um, passion has really, I mean, this thing has really, really taken off, and it's funny because now I'm able to look back and say, wow, I I saw that that was in me back in middle school, but I kind of took a college detour into another area and then found my way back here where I rightfully belong."
2: Wow. wow, that's awesome! And you, you know, we never know. I mean, our our dreams could start really early in life. We never know when they when they'll start and when they when they actually start affecting us. And so, you know, th- that's a good lesson for any parents that are listening. If your child is very young, don't don't just shoo them away. They might be they might be onto something very early in life. So that's awesome. And so, speak, speaking of what you were speaking of earlier, you have a book called Waiting for Stratford. And contentment while waiting for your perfect mate, and I just want to let everybody know that that's available now on Amazon. And so that, and so you kind of talked a little bit about you know what you were talking you know just just earlier about um, the subject matter, but you want to tell us a little bit more about the book.
0: Okay, sure. So, Waiting for Stratford, um, it's such a personal book for me because it's literally written from the journal pages of my life. Um, I In the book, I'm speaking to Amanda. And so the book is written for Amanda. And Amanda is actually me five years ago, 10 years ago, that felt like such a failure because I couldn't understand why I was successful in my career. I couldn't understand why so many things seemed to be going right in other areas of my life. But I looked around and the majority of my friends were getting married and I wasn't, I didn't even have any serious prospects. And so I really started to feel like something was, was wrong with me. You know, I tried the waiting on God thing and God didn't seem to be moving in my time frame. And so Mm -hmm. um, I just really wanted to start taking matters into my own hands and started doing what I wanted to do. And of course, that didn't lead to um, anything successful. And so the book is written as a blueprint, literally talking Amanda through the process that took me from going from zero prospects to now being engaged to the man of my dreams. And it happened in months um, for me. Mm -hmm. And it it was that entire process of shifting my mindset, figuring out, number one, what I wanted. I thought that I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know what I wanted. I was kind of all over the place. So how can you recognize Mm -hmm. something that's for you when you don't even know what you're supposed to be looking at? And so um, figuring out what I wanted and then participating in more activities, getting out of my house. You know, it's like, okay, unless your husband is your mailman or the delivery person or the person that's coming to cut your grass, If you don't get out of your house, you will never meet him. And so um, I had to start participating in other activities, um, one of which was missions trips. I always desired to do missions trips. And it was one of those things that I just kind of kept putting off, like, oh, I would love to do mission work with my husband. And so later on in life, I'll get to that, I'll get to that, I'll get to that. And then I just decided, no, I need to become right now the person that I desire to be as a wife. So whoever mm-hmm. I see myself as as a wife, I need to focus my attention on becoming that person right now. Um, going on missions trips was a part of that and actually met my future spouse on the missions trip. And so... um And so actually participating in that and, um, you know, identifying who I was, getting some of that baggage out of my heart, just really going through an internal process. So many times we put the makeup on, we make sure our nails are done, we make sure our hair is done, and we do all the outside things. But there is a lot of inner work that has to be done first that so many Mm -hmm. times we skip over because we're expecting this Prince Charming to come into our lives and fix us in all the places where we're broken or wounded or hurt when that's really not his responsibility. And so the book really takes people through this journey of finding contentment as an individual in your own life. And so when you actually get to that point, you are like a beaming light that will attract everything that's supposed to be in your life, including a spouse, you'll be able to now attract what you've been chasing. And so the book really is a blueprint that walks people through that process.
2: All right. Wow, wow, wow. I've been taking notes. There's so much in that, and we're going to touch on all that because one of the things that people might be wondering is, you know, we're talking about different, different areas of the spectrum, but there's a lot of this Um, works together, and we're going to talk more about that. But before I do that, I want to get to an email question that's coming from Dr. Billy Jones of BJ Speaks on Everyday Folks Radio, and he is, of course, the founder and creator of the Everyday Folks Radio, so thank you, Dr. Billy Jones, for listening. And he says, Dear Nikkei, great show. I'm listening and enjoying every moment. Thank you very much. What is Dr. Graham's most memorable business moment? Dr. Graham, what is your most memorable business moment? Oh, wow, that's
4: a good one. Um, The most memorable business moment. My most memorable business moment is when uh, we got a call from, and matter of fact, this was for Dr. Wynn. We received a call from a radio station in London um, asking for an interview, and... To feature her book in one of their podcasts, I think that was that was when I felt like, okay, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I think that mm-hmm. um, as an entrepreneur, you doubt yourself sometimes, especially as a pharmacist. I went had a six figure income, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to start my own company. So you sometimes you have doubts. So when you start getting those calls, those international calls, and those international emails. Um, you're like, oh, okay. Well, we 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 really have, um, we we're, we're doing something. We're helping someone. I think the enemy plays on, or he tries to play on doubt. So I think that yeah. was like one of my my most memorable moments, um, receiving that email from from London. Yeah, that's a good question. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good
2: question, and I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not surprised because this is Doctor Jones. He's awesome. But um, I got to tell you that um, you're, you're so right. You know, you you have to get that. You get to that moment where you realize I am doing the right thing. And I, I remember mm-hmm. getting to that moment with the show, because you know, I mm-hmm. just start out. You have a few. You have a few. You know, people listening here and there. But then you start mm-hmm. getting to that point where people start to start to reach out to you, and then people start to say how much you've helped them, how much you've inspired them, how much a guest has helped them and so it's it's an incredible moment. it really, really is so anybody who's listening you know you when you find when you really discover that moment that you know that you're doing the right thing it's it's incredible, and that is that will inspire you to to absolutely continue and um one of the things that i wanted to I wanted to ask because i actually I wanted to spend a lot of this 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 particular hour getting to know get to know you guys, and then we're gonna strategize in the next in the next part of the show. And so I want to go back to LaShana, and I want to ask you about uh, the fact that you're a you're a native of North, North Carolina, and you have been serving others and building relationships for over 20 years in the customer service industry. And so I want to, and so as we're just kind of get to know each one of you through the beginnings of your journey, I to know about just walk us through the early stages of that journey of getting into that. To the customer service industry and really starting to build relationships, which of course is is paramount in your business as, in networking.
1: So, um, well, being that though I didn't have the college degree, it led me to, of course, applying for jobs where I would be working in customer service. Um, I have always genuinely had a love for people, so um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: being on on the end of customer service and helping someone and serving someone, it came naturally for me because I I like literally love people, right? And um, so um, even with people that I would talk to over the phone, I would my heart was to serve them, and these would become the people who would regularly ask for me, people who I would regularly talk to. Um, and one of the companies I worked for, we had our own customers and. I remember once a guy saying, hey, you know, if you're ever in the Detroit area and you want to buy a new car or um, even if you're where you live and you want to buy a new car, call me so I can make sure that no one takes advantage of you. You've done so much for me. So just just with me wanting to serve others and and just, I mean, you know, just genuinely be nice to them because you never know what somebody's going through on the other end of the phone. Led me to just building regular relationships. Um, believe it or not, I didn't know that that was considered networking. That that was considered networking um, in the earlier part of my life. Clearly, we've all been networking all of our lives, and maybe we just haven't realized it. But I didn't know that that was considered networking. I just knew that I enjoyed people. I enjoyed helping people as much as I can, um, and I want. And from that, I always with a new relationship with someone. I literally cannot leave at my house and not speak to someone um, and start a new relationship or talk to someone and maybe connect them with someone who they need to start a relationship with. So Mm -hmm. it's like I've probably been doing this literally, Anike, longer than 20 years, but just in the customer Mm -hmm. service field, um, it became – I just think it's who I am, you know, It just it's, it's right. part of who I am. And so it was very natural to build said relationship that in any event, I, if I needed to turn to somebody and say, hey, I may need X, Y, and Z, it was there because these are relationships that were long-lasting. Some of these relationships may have been for a season. But I, I, I truly believe that when you don't, when there's not a relationship built, if there's not a genuine relationship built. You really don't have much of anything with somebody else.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you, you said two, two very key things in there as far as building those relationships because, like you were talking about with uh, Maria in, in your video for the video series, as far as networking, you know, it's not just about going and say, okay, I have this product, this is what I do, you know, let's work together. You, you have to actually build a relationship. And like you said, these relationships last. And you can actually go back to that person and you can continue to work together. And so that is so key, what you just said. And then the next thing is finding out who you are, you know, because um, especially in, in the, in the, um, on the journeys that all of us have, have, have decided on. We have decided on the journeys of, of following our dreams, following our passions, building relationships. And, and in that, you have to know who you are because if you don't, you're going to get lost on the journey. And so those are two very key things that you just said, and I want to thank you so much for saying that. And actually, you know what? I'm going to go back to Dr. Billy's question because I like it. What is your particular memorable business moment?
1: Um I would say that my my most memorable business moment would have been my first networking event. Um I believe, I truly believe that you are the most of us. Um, for me, I, I always, I literally confess, I pray that I'm in the right place at the right time. And um, the first networking event that I ever went to, I met this guy and his, his personality was huge. And for me and where I grew up at, and where I came from, It was just weird. I never met a guy who had a big personality. But in in Mm -hmm. conversation with him, um, he said something to me that ministered to me. And um, from that, I said, I'm going to connect with him. I'm going to follow what he does. And by me following what he did, um, I began to, like, attend events that he may have been having and became a vendor. And um, it allowed me to network more. And after that, he stopped me one day. He said, listen, I have been interviewing you, and I think that you're amazing, and I want you to be part of my team. And mm-hmm. it was it was an honor. It definitely was an honor. But it, it kind of gave me a step back to look at this is natural for me. This mm. is really who I am. And, you know, Growing up people would be like, What are you good at? and I'd be like, I'm good at talking. <laughs> but I thought that maybe I needed a craft because my family is artsy and so I would be like, I'm just I'm good at talking. But being good at talking, um, it didn't really make sense to me until after that. But that's all a part of the two thousand and thirteen. <laughs>
2: Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so I so Ashia, I want to bring you in on on that same question. What was your most memorable business moment?
0: Yes, I would say um and there were actually two moments um with two different people, but it was like the same thing happened and it was two um particular people within my industry. So it's in the relationship space that I actually looked up to, that I've been following um, their movements. I've been following all the amazing things that they've done. And they reached out to me asking um, me if I could partner with them. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I didn't even think you knew who I was. Here I am, you know, just about stalking, (laughs) just about stalking everything that you have going on And the fact that you even knew I was doing anything, I'm so incredibly honored. And so then when we got on um, the show and, um, you know, I was talking to them about the process and and all of what I do, and um, they just gained so much from that conversation that I was so humbled and I felt so um, just really so blessed. You know, I was really able to see – truly in that moment um, that what I possess is beyond me that it's beyond um, anything that I read in a book it's beyond anything um, even that I've personally experienced it is a culmination of all of that but there is such a gifting um, in it that pierces straight through to the heart of the person that's listening that it's almost like ministry and so I was really able to see in those moments um, like oh my gosh, God, I really I'm seeing my passion and purpose really coming into alignment, and I'm understanding that this is more than just something I like to do; that I was created for this. And so mm. it really Good. was define a defining moment for me. Yes.
2: Yeah. Now you, you know you, you you each one of you keeps saying things that are just so key. And you said created for this. And that's one of the things that people, I, we always talk about on the show, you have to remember that one of you, you have a purpose and that you're created for something. You are created to do something, and you can't stop doing it. And I know it just gets so tough, and, and especially in this world, there's so many things going on. It gets so tough to keep going and keep going. But when you remember that you were created for this, no matter what happens to you in your life, even if you have a devastating life event that might alter things, you know, you're still created to to keep going. You're still, you're created for the same thing. Your gifting hasn't changed and you can still keep going. And so for anybody who has just experienced something that actually might have even affected the gifting that you have in a certain way, the gifting still there, you know, even if you have to do it differently. So, um, you're created for this. I love it. You just you just keep saying key things. I just have to I have to pull it out each time you, each time one of you say something. And so um, I cannot believe this. It's One hour and 21 minutes into the show already. So we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that second hour so quickly, ladies. And I just want to remind everybody that if you are just tuning in, you are listening to Journey into Passion with Anika S on Everyday Folks Radio. If you have any questions or comments, make sure that you call 347-539-5372 or send an email to journey at gmail.com. And when you're on the phone, press number one so I will know that you are ready to ask your question. And so now, Lashana, let's not keep the people waiting anymore. Let's talk about the beauty <laughs> yeah. that you... 2013. Let's talk about it. Okay, great.
1: So um, I was working um, in mortgage uh, at uh, Wells Fargo, and there was a longing to not be as miserable as I was at that time. Um, There was no happiness. Um, I, I mean, outside of my family, But it was hard to even enjoy happiness with my family because um, my job was draining. I would come home mentally tired with the toddler and couldn't function. I couldn't have, I couldn't play with her. I couldn't do really anything because I was so drained. And I just remember saying, hey, you know, this is clearly not supposed to be what life is like for me. You know, I've always thought. Or, I should say, always knew that I'm supposed to be successful in whatever, you know, however success looks, you know what I mean? Um, And so I was just like, Lord, look, I need something different. And I was in a bathroom at work one day, and this beautiful girl walked in. She was was pretty. I don't know, she's cute. And um, networking, but known to me that that's really what I was doing, it was just me being who Mm -hmm. I was. I just told her how pretty she looked. She was putting on this lipstick and I told her how pretty she looked. And um she invited me to come um to sit down with her and we talked about the Mary Kay business. And so Mary Kay was my first exit in or exit from corporate entrance to entrepreneurial. Um and so it was scary for me. Like first off I was like, "How am I going to sell makeup to ladies and I'm not I don't really wear makeup. Um how am I going to be you know, if you if you anybody knows anything about the Mary Kay culture, um, they they're not they don't just pride themselves on beauty, but they also pride themselves on a, a certain way of life. And I didn't know how it would fit in, um, yeah. regardless of like who I was as a person. I just didn't know how it was going to fit into this, how that looked. Um, mm-hmm. But I was I was willing to try it, and so I prayed about it because I pray about everything, Anika because I want to make sure no, that I'm making the right decision. And um, I prayed about it, and I decided to do this business. So um, I, was, I was in the business for a couple years. Um, my former years were better than the latter years as far as how the business was, how it worked for me. Um, but it became a kind of a downfall for me. I did, I did okay in the business. What I truly Mm -hmm. enjoyed from this business was my time sitting across the table from another woman and just us pouring into each other and enjoying each other and talking about different things while I helped her clean her face. Um, Mm -hmm. That was what I enjoyed most. Um, So my leap was I decided to start a business of my own, which was Mary Kay. But in starting that business – I didn't do as well as I thought I would. I ended up coming out of the business um, due to some personal reasons um, or I, literally some business reasons, um, mm-hmm. and it kind of gave me a sour taste in my mouth until God spoke to me, and that is kind of what you find in my bio. What God was showed mm-hmm. me and is what I learned from the business, and um, mm-hmm. then he let me, that was leading me into 2015 when I went to Women's Entree 2.0. Um, mm-hmm. But from Mary Kay, I learned um, some valuable, valuable lessons. Um, yeah. It taught me to value my time. And, mm-hmm. and not just my time, but the time of others, because time is the one thing that we as people cannot get back. You can always go back yeah. and make more money. You can go back and build more relationships. But you can never go back in time. You can never go back and get time. And so it, it first right. taught me how to value my time and other people's time. Um mm-hmm. it also helped me to look deeper into the heart of other people. I um and I thought that I would be that I was looking deeper into uh people's hearts until I had to really sit across from somebody and just die. And kinda like what Dr. Shear was saying, um I've always been that same person she was, even in middle school, relationships. To this day, everybody that is very close to me, they call me about every single relationship in their life. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like, well, maybe this is a gift God gave me. I had to learn how to balance it. Um, I could walk out the door, meet someone, and they would tell me everything about them at the first meeting. So that's That's what I started getting in the Mary Kay business. Th- that it was mm-hmm. me building relationships with women who I, I didn't really even know, and right. I took the I took the class, and when I took the class, what became known to me that was unknown to me was that my gift was my mouthpiece. Um, everybody's mm-hmm. heard the expression, "Oh, you have the gift of gab." It literally is my gift, and so, <laughs> but I didn't know it. You know, like I was like I was telling you guys initially um, that people say what are you good at and I'd be like oh I'm good at talking where I learned that my gift really was um, my mouthpiece but that my passion Mm -hmm. was people and um, this led me to leave Mary Kay and I just kind of went on this journey of wanting to start my own something that was mine something that I birthed out something that God can use me in that was going to help other people Mm -hmm. and um so so that's that's where it led me. It led me to where I began networking for other people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that I was is doing awesome. it for
1: free. And I loved every minute of it. I loved every minute of sitting down with someone else and saying, Hey, mm-hmm. how can I be of service to you or how can I help?
2: Yeah. That's awesome because you know you know, a lot of people take big leaps and they and it's very scary. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work out. But In all all of it, you you, you gain knowledge, and and it helps you in future endeavors. And so it's obviously helped you out a a great deal. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I I love to hear people's week stories. So that's just incredible. um, It it was a different week, though. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, people might be wondering, what is a professional networker? So tell us what that means.
1: Um. As, well, in what I do, um, the professional networker is um, I go and I network for a, as a business. Um, I'm soon getting ready to launch um, so that people know a little bit more about my business, but what my business does is networks on behalf of other small businesses. Um, mm-hmm. our, our product or our service is time. Because, as I told you, I learned that time was the one thing you can't get back, so our goals and yeah. our endeavors is to create more time for other small business schedules i I mm-hmm. look to put your business in two places at one time,
3: mm-hmm. so that's what i that's do good. and when i'm
1: not when I'm not doing that and i'm networking i'm i'm I network professionally it's just going out here and professionally um meeting people, and I hate to say professionally meeting people, because, you know, Nikki, I really believe that networking is a way of life, whether it be professionally yeah. or personally. It's really a, lay, a way of life. It's, it's, yeah. it's service, but it's, it's a way of life, because without any kind of relationship, whether it's your, a personal relationship, or, or your spiritual relationship, or business relationship, if there's no relationship, there's
2: nothing. So I, I look to create those relationships for you. Awesome. And speaking of relationships, Ashia, you are the relationship strategist. So what is a relationship strategist? She, are you still there? Oh, wait a minute. Let me see. I think we lost her. Let's try to get her back. Ashia, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay.
0: There you go. <laughs> oh, Okay. Okay, great. (laughs) So a relationship strategist um, is actually a person that's able to, um, through conversation and um, a different process, is able to examine where you are in the course of your relationship journey and then give you specific insights and strategies to take you from where you are to where you desire to be. So it's somewhat similar um, to a coach, but it's a lot more um, intricately detailed in helping you to focus and really see where you are and then give you some, some serious practical steps of implementation to take you to where you desire to be.
2: And so uh, while, we're talk, while we're talking about the business aspect of all of your lives, one of the things that I, I noticed is that you are a writer and producer for the Impact Network's Jewel Tanker Show. And when I went to her site at www.jeweltankard.com, I see this fabulously gorgeous woman in a power position. And so I would like to know more about your work at writing and producing for this powerhouse global economist.
0: Oh, wow, yes, um, definitely an honor. Um, Bill Painter actually is um, my pastor and mentor, and it was so interesting because we're talking about passion. Uh, writing is another one of those things that I wasn't necessarily educated for. Um, I guess you could say I had a natural knack for it, maybe, um, but she needed a writer. And so um, one of the things that I've learned in this space of pursuing your passion is sometimes, um, especially in the beginning, we can be so eager to want to get paid for something or we can be so eager to want to hurry up and be in the spotlight, but sometimes we need to just be in the background and learn from other people that have gone much farther than we have and then see how can I make myself available to help you reach your goals? How can I help you um, see it that Mm -hmm. your vision comes to pass? And in the process of doing that, um, I'm developing skills that I didn't even realize I had, writing and producing being one of those things. I was really focused on um, helping her see her vision come to pass. A writer is what she needed, and so a writer, honestly, is who I became. And so um, I really started... Strengthening, um, I really started, you know, beginning to strengthen, strengthen, um, strengthen that skill set, and it really blossomed into so many other things, and, and it became a skill that I obviously became very strong at, to where I was able to help other people, and the publishing company, and all of that came came out of that. But production is not anything that I ever. I mean I knew I kind of had was very um critical of movies and shows and would just kind of say, "Huh. I wonder what if they did this or I wonder what it would mean if they did that." And so it was so interesting because right before she asked me to produce her show, I I was on Instagram and I'm such a big um believer in vision. And so mm-hmm. I was on Instagram and I saw this picture of Oprah interviewing Beyoncé. And they were sitting on a couch and I noticed Oprah had her cue card down by her side and there was something about that picture that just spoke to me and so I screenshotted it and added it to my vision board and I said, I wanna produce a show I had never even thought mm-hmm. about it before but it's like when I saw it, I went, I wanna do that and less than two weeks later, um, Jewel calls me and said, Hey, I need somebody to produce my show. I was going to use such and such and such and such, but that thing fell through, and I prayed about it, and I got your name, and I believe you're supposed to do it. And mine went, what? Okay, okay. So so obviously I know how to do it. And so um, I just stepped right into that door. Like I was always supposed to be there. Like I knew exactly what I was supposed Mm -hmm. to do. And if I heard something, I said it, and if I saw something, I did it. Um, but it really was a God-led thing all the way,
2: 100%. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I want to just mention uh, something else that I was uh, looking at today is that the Impact Network, the Urban Inspirational Voice, is um, you can find that at watchimpact.com, and it's actually broadcasted in over 80 million homes. And it provides friendly entertainment and educational-themed inspirational content. And like I said, you can learn more by going to watchimpact.com. So I'm def I'm definitely going to be uh, looking at this show as well as other shows on this Impact Network. I think it's just an incredible idea, and um, thank you for sharing that. And just just like on time, like you you all have been doing all throughout this show, you say incredible things that I have to I have to pull out. And you said you developed your skills that you you didn't even know that you had, and I can so relate to that because when I when I first started out, I wanted to write a book, a movie, and uh, a play. That's what I wanted to do. And then next thing you know, I got involved with um, an, uh, an advertising agency, and to Gilmore Marketing. And next thing you know, I'm writing video scripts for ad for ads, and it all. It all goes back to the original gifting of being able to create ideas and be able to write. And so you never know what you can do when you, until you start walking into these other areas. I never thought I would blog. Now I'm asking, Now other people are asking me to blog for them. So it's just, it's just an incredible thing. So, you know, to those of you who are listening, just don't be afraid to, to kind of step out of your comfort zone and, and try other things that you utilize your current gifting, because you never know how far you can go. So thank you so much for saying that. And, ladies, if you can believe it, we are down to the last five minutes in our first hour. That's how fast this time goes by. It goes by so, so fast. And so, I of course, I have a million and one questions for you. I know we're not going to be able to get to all of them, but I do want to... Um, see if we have any. Oh, okay. I thought we had another another email in here. Make sure we don't have any other callers. So we're going to continue on with the show. And um, Shay, you, uh, you jumped ahead of, ahead of me uh, earlier when you were talking about your publishing company because I really wanted to, to highlight that because I have writers that listen in on the show. So um, very quickly, I want you to talk more about that because you have a the SE Publishing Company, the comprehensive uh, publishing company, writing and book development company, to help simplify the process of writing and creating books. So I know writers will be very interested in hearing about that. So talk to us about that.
0: Okay. Yes. So I, um, so I found in in writing my own books and in um, self-publishing some of my books, and then other people would talk to me about, okay, well, how did you get your book from here to here? I really found that there are so many books on the inside of so many people. I mean, every entrepreneur, every creative, um, all of those people need to have books. Um, Not only does it add more credibility your name, but it significantly expands your reach, it expands your, your voice, and um, you'd be so interested to know, especially in from an international perspective, you'd be so interested to know how far your voice can carry in the form of a book um, and reach people that maybe you never would be able to reach otherwise, That they'll be able to read mm-hmm. something that you wrote and grab the entire essence of whatever your platform is, and it's almost like you were right there with them. Um, And so your voice is able to be carried around the world. And so I was just so, so passionate about helping people take that thing from an idea phase because I think so many times people overcomplicate the process. They know that they want to write a book or they know that there's something they want to talk about. But there's this disconnect somewhere between wanting to write a book and then seeing the complete book of someone else that there's this disconnect where they completely shut down and say, I could never do that. I could never go from the idea phase to actually having a book. But to have somebody to be able to walk you through that process to really help to unlock that creativity in you and help you to really find your own voice in your experiences to really know, no, not only is there one book, there are several books on the inside of you. I can tell by talking mm-hmm. to you that there's so many books. I can see this and I can see that. Just being able to yeah. piece those things together for people, just it, yes. it, it brings a lot of comfort. And when you're more relaxed, you can write more, you can you can give more, but just really kind of, you know, talking people off that ledge, um, so to speak, yeah. where they feel like, I can do this. And then once they have that confidence, then everything else is easy after that, but it's getting over that initial hurdle of them really believing, oh, you know what, I could actually have a book.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And before we continue, I have an announcement. I'm very excited because Billy Jones and I will be on next Thursday, uh, the 21st from noon to 1 p.m. right here on Vlog Talk Radio, and we are going to be talking about, Two thousand seven a year in review. So make sure that you come back next Thursday. We are not quite done with you guys yet, and we are going we're very, very excited. We're gonna have a live broadcast on that particular day, so come back and check it out. Very excited. All right. Now, Lashana, you mentioned that you attended some a couple of events that you wanted to share. So share your experiences.
1: Um of course. Well, actually, these events that I want to share are events that are actually going on their fourth annual events. They are, this is their fourth year. Um, so I want to share these events because of how important it is to get out and network. And um, the first one that I would definitely like to share is Breakfast Conversations Business Networking. It's Charlotte's most distinguished business networking event. Um, it's the fourth annual event. It's February the 27th. 2018, it's 8 a.m. to 10.30 a.m., and um, a free seminar for all ticket holders after the program ends. The founder, Ms. Ann who has an influential presence in Charlotte, has made this event a conduit for connecting small and minority businesses and corporate professionals to doing big business in the city of Charlotte, Mecklenburg County, and the state. Several political and business echelons attend this event every year. And I strongly suggest for you to get your tickets because they definitely sell out every year before the deadline, and they have no door sales. And you can get them at www.breakfastconversations.com. And then the second, the second event that I wanted to share is an event that I am directly connected to, um, and that event is, is Charlotte Networking Week. And Charlotte's Networking Week is a professional networking week that was founded by Carlos Davis of Stand and Deliver, LLC. And it's a week-long event that encounters professional networking, um, opportunities to build brand awarenesses for local professionals. What we do and what we look to do during Networking Week um, is basically to be a venue for other professionals in the community, and we want to help them with focus areas of entrepreneurship, philanthropy, and employment. Um, Mm -hmm. Whether it's gaining new clients, um, getting funding, getting training, job interviewing, um, it's something that whole week from everyone. And the absolute great thing about this event for that whole week is that every event is free. Now, there are vendors and sponsorships that are available, and this week Mm -hmm. is going to take place in January, January the 16th, from 8 8 a.m. to Saturday, January the 20th, um, to 4 p.m. And so there's what we call the morning exchange of knowledge, the professional opportunity, connecting the dots, and the move and shake experience. And then there'll be some night events also for people who work 9 to 5 and they're not able to make it. So I just wanted to stress how getting out, one of the 2018, if you're not networking, getting out, getting to some of these events, networking and meeting um, new people. I always tell people, I actually went to an event the other night. Um, It was a um, Black Attorney Bar Association Christmas event. It was amazing. And I was talking Mm -hmm. to a guy and I told him the same thing I tell everybody else, Unique, which is you never know who's in the building. Absolutely. And so it's important to network because the connection for you may very well be in that building that you're in. And if that connection is not in the building, the connection that's going to connect you to that connection is. Yes. So I hope you absolutely. guys can attend these events that are coming up in 2018. There, at the beginning of the year, January 16th through the 20th, and February 27th.
2: All Thank right. And everybody listening, Yes, absolutely. Everybody listening knows me. I'm a one-stop shop. Don't worry, I will get that information from Lashana. You don't have to remember all that. I will have it on my <laughs> Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Journey into Passion with the You know I always got you. And so thank you so much for sharing that. And, 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 you know, these networking events, they really are important because you have to be able to Meet people, and if you want to, if you want to go to those next levels, you've got to get out there. You've got to meet people that are doing things that are not only what you're doing, but things that you want to do, and and, and start connecting with these people. That's how you get ahead. That's how I've been able to just keep going from one thing to the next and growing and growing and and getting more and more opportunities. Is just exactly what Lashana was talking about: is getting out there and networking. And um, I've been able to uh, not only network with people outside of the radio show, but, you know, with the guests on my on my show who have also um, afforded me some wonderful experiences and opportunities. So we are in, we are four minutes in to the second hour, and I am so excited because this, this conversation is off the charts. It's, it's just exciting. I'm so, so thrilled. And I want to. at this point, we're, like I said, we want to start talking about strategy because we've got to have some strategy for 2018. We've got to know what we're doing. We've got to be able to, to know what we're doing, where we're going, and how we're going to make these things happen. And so Lashana um, has given us a great intro into that because, like I said, networking events, and, of course, I'm going to have that information for you. And um, these, these ladies are a wealth of information in, that, in the area of strategy. And so you all have some great things in common. But one thing that stands out to me is that, and the one thing that I look for in guests that come on my show, you've all found your life's purpose driven to not only ensure that you realize your own purpose, but that you help others do the same thing. So here's a question for each of you, and we're going to start with you, Maria. And as we go into this second Power Hour, when you um how does one find their purpose, and what are the mm. first steps towards
4: realizing that purpose? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I tell people when you when you're searching for your purpose, you search for the clues that are around you already. Um, mm. I read a book a, a while back, and it talked about looking at uh what's on your nightstand, what are you reading most, what is on your Pinterest board? Um, what do you focus on when, when you when you're looking on YouTube? You know, your clues are around you. Or what, people, what do people say? Like, oh my God, like everybody else says, She has said, um, she's great at relationships, giving advice. China has a gift to gab. The clues are already there. It just takes, sometimes it takes somebody else pointing out or helping you get to that point in your passion. It's always there, mm-hmm. it, it, it comes full circle. Um, I think that you have to, in order for you to really, truly find your passion, you have to slow down and look and listen for the clues. Um, and I know it might sound cliche, but it, it is so, so true. And I'm speaking from a place of how my self-discovery, I had to look at what I was good, good at. Um, I was I found myself in the pharmacy telling people, oh, no, you need to find a new job, girl. You know, this is not for you. I think you're passionate about this. Let me. I went online and I found this for you, and I think you should be a teacher. I think you should go do this. And I found that my employees were leaving—not in a bad way, but they were leaving to do things that they were meant to do: um, teaching mm-hmm. school, starting new businesses. So all the clues are around you when you're trying to find your passion. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. All right,
4: Lashana, you're up. Okay.
1: Um, I-, I would like to say similar to what she said, how I found my passion. Um, I was talking to um, a colleague at a networking event, actually, because as we can tell, I'm always at a networking event. Um, And Mm -hmm. it was kind of during my discovery, Anike, where I was just like, I was coming out of the marriage, I didn't know where I was supposed to go. And he asked me one question, and from that, it's, it's how I tell people this is how you can take a look at, Of going to the direction of where your passion lies. And that Mm -hmm. question was, if money was no object, if you had all the money in the world, what's the thing that you'll do for free? Mm -hmm. And so when I began thinking about that, I was already doing it for free, and I didn't have all the money in the world anyway. So um, Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of what I use to, to, when I'm speaking with people, to get them to, to thinking because, the thing that you would do for free, you're you're all. It's kind of like she said, you're already doing it in some sense. You're, but you. A lot of times with you know, the cares of the world and what's weighing, weighing heavy on our shoulders, X, Y, and Z, we don't think about. Gosh, this makes me so happy, mm-hmm. and that's why we keep doing it. So, like networking mm-hmm. with people, helping people. I get a joy out of that it's a real joy Uh, I don't want to go back to corporate America ever unless God sends me joy so I would say Mm -hmm. the thing that you would do for free the thing that no matter what you would do for free I don't mean like in a volunteer sense either I mean like Mm -hmm. you know you'll do it for free because Mm -hmm. it just brings you joy
2: absolutely what about your thoughts
0: I would definitely say, um, you know, what are those things that make you tick? Um, Like the other ladies were saying, what are those things that really get you going? And then I would say, what are those things that make you tick? So what are those issues that just upset you? What are those things that make you sad or you feel like, you know, somebody's got to do something about this? And oftentimes Mm -hmm. you are the someone that was designed to do something about it because there could be something that, you know, maybe you can watch a television program or you can watch the news and you would just get so upset about something that someone sitting next to you wouldn't really think twice about. And it's because there's something inside of you that's saying, we need to do better in this area mm-hmm. because you have, you're sitting with the answer to that problem on the inside of you. Every single time I hear that a a couple has got
2: divorced
0: or that a relationship didn't work out or there's a single person that feels like their life has no value, it brings tears to my eyes. I feel so upset that that happened. And so I had to start to like, okay, now, Nobody else in this room is fine. (laughs) You all got the same information. You are the only one that's literally having a breakdown because these two people are not married anymore. It's because you're supposed to do something about that. And so, um, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely those things that get you going and get you excited, but then, two, those things that just make you angry, then it may be because it's a problem that you're supposed to solve.
2: Absolutely! Oh wow, wow. So of course, and I've I've learned um, from my own pastor, one of his um, the books that The Road to the Purpose that I just love, which really helped me with this show and in my life, is that um, your purpose, you know, your passion is connected to your purpose. You know, it's that it's that thing that drives you. And that, that my personal um, definition is, you got to do it. You just got, you know, it's, it's a have to. It breaks you up at night. And so you guys have given some wonderful answers. Um, Maria talked about the, the clues are all around you. You, know, you, you, you. you know what your purpose is. A lot of people say, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know. You have clues. They're all around you every single day. And then Lashana talked about what would you do if, you, if nobody paid you? You know, what would you do for free? And then Ashia talked about um, what, are you going to do, uh, what are you going to do about it? You know, if if there's something that's out there that's just driving you crazy, and, and you you know somebody really ought to do something about that. You you have found your passion, and it, it just it won't get out of your head. It's that thing that just won't get out of your head. I gotta do something. I gotta do something. And so these these are, these are very very and I, actually I'm going to make sure that um, I, I I write that down on my social media because these are key. All three things are very very key when it comes to your your purpose and your passion. So. Thank you, ladies, for that. And so we are into the strategy session. We are into it now, and um, we are ooh, <laughs> we're at 47 minutes. And this is this is crazy how fast this is going. And so, and like I said during this hour, we're talking about strategy, and all throughout this year, I have been talking about going to the next level. And I've been doing that on this show, as you can see, because this is the first time we're, we're going into two hours and we we'll, we'll have two parts to the show, and we have these fabulous women on. And so this is going to be something that's going to be taking off way into 2018 and beyond. So definitely stick with it, because all of us are going to be going to the next level. That is, that is a promise that we have made to ourselves. And as we continue to seek to accomplish this, I realize that good strategies are in, or are always necessary in order to ensure success. So, Maria, if we want to take the yes. process of turning our passion into profit to the next level, what mm-hmm. steps do we have to make?
4: So, first, after you discover what your passion is, then I, I, I tell you to one. I remember we talked about this last time about what knowing what problem you solve. So make sure you know what problem mm-hmm. you solve, and then you have to go and see, study the target market. I'm really big mm-hmm. about knowing your target market because if you want to turn that passion into the into profit, who's going to buy? Who's going to buy? So you right. have to, it starts with research afterwards. So you do all your research. You you know you read the books that you need to re, read, read, but you actually say who can buy this? Who can afford this? Um, how much would mm-hmm. I, I would have um, I charge for this. Can I charge for this? Um, start there. And then once you start from your target market, you can build everything else. You build everything up in the system. So you, like a, I usually try to tell people to do an end um, quarters. Like they, major corporations, they do a lot of things right and a lot of things wrong sometimes. I'm just going to be honest. But one thing that they yeah. have right, they have quarterly goals. So I always say start with your quarterly goals. Let's look at it three months in, in the time frame. If you're going with your target market, you know our target market, you know how much you want to charge, you're trying to figure all that out, you start with your quarterly goals. This month we're going to focus on this. We're just trying to get our brand out, learn how to market, what colors does my target market react to, um, where can I go and advertise to them, um, what blog radio, radio stations do they listen to, start with there. And then continue on mm-hmm. month by month. But so that's where that's where you have to start knowing your market, knowing your audience. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And um Lashana, what, what is your answer to that?
1: I'm sorry, Anika. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm right, I'm gonna have to ask Are you, you to okay? repeat that question again. I was listening to Doctor Maria
2: so much. Okay. Oh. That's okay, that's okay because um you can actually talk talk to talk to us about in the networking standpoint as far as turning your passions into profit, what are the steps that if you want to take that to the next level because you you, you might you might be doing something right now, but if you want to go next level, what do you have to do
1: okay, uh with networking um I think that it it first begins as i've I've stated a few times it's um uh, creating a solid relationship. Um, yeah. And I say that because the re- the relationship that you create is, is what will in turn bring business your way. Um, whether it yeah. does it immediately or down the road, those relationships are, are um, what's going to cultivate b- business for you. And, mm-hmm. like, I can say every day to somebody, you need to go and listen to um, – Every day, folks, radio, a journey into passion. And mm-hmm. the more that I service you, when it's time for somebody who may need my services, you're gonna, I'm going to be the first person you think about. And so I think Absolutely. that uh, creating solid relationships and, and servicing others, which is what I learned from my mentor, Carlos Davis, servicing others is what is, catapults you into the next level with networking. Mm-hmm. But beyond anything, you have to first go network. Absolutely. So building those relationships is what's going to. I think that for me, that's what's turned because I can only kind of speak for me, um, in what I right. what I've learned and what I've experienced. But that is what has mm-hmm. turned. Um, mm-hmm. It turned me from just being a networker into professionally networking because I be, I just literally began creating relationships building on those relationships, helping people when they needed help genuinely just because I wanted to. And then people started saying, mm-hmm. oh, I want you to do the same thing that you do for him for me, or I want you to do the same thing you do for her right. for me. And so it started turning into something that um, has become more of a business now than just me networking.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think you
1: all a relationship and networking.
2: Yeah, I think what you're saying is absolutely universal. It's, it's absolutely universal. Everything that you're saying, even though – a lot of, a lot of what you ladies are saying is, is personal. I think a lot of what you're saying is universal for so many different people. And so Ashia, how do you know you're developing the right relationship in this in this area?
0: Yes, I would say, um, first of all, you you've gotta have a goal set. You've got to have I am a firm believer in having a list. I know that the forbidden list uh, Is a taboo um, in some circles, but I honestly believe if you were looking to purchase a car, you wouldn't just blindly buy a car. No, you would have certain qualifications. I want it to be at least, you know, this year or newer. I want it to be, do you want a four door car, two door car? Are you looking for an SUV? You've got to have some type of guideline. Um, or else you won't be able to recognize what's really for you. So I honestly um, am a firm believer in a list. Now, where I think some of us miss is that our list is built on frivolous things. And so I think that in creating that list, we've got to make the shift of looking at the root of a person and less at the fruit of a person. Um, and so what are those four Values those core characteristics that this person um, possesses, and do they align with my core values? And so there's a difference between personality type and core values. So you know mm-hmm. we hear things like opposites attract, and I do believe when it comes to personality, then there may be some opposite things that will attract. So you may have an outgoing social butterfly with another person that's a little bit more. And so there are some personality differences, but at the core of who those people are, they should be the same. So those governing beliefs that you have, those things that rule your life, those things that that determine um, all of the other decisions that you make in your life, they should be in complete alignment with that other person Mm -hmm. because now the two of you are coming together. look to build a life together, this is much more different than, oh, I'm just looking for somebody to go to dinner with and just to laugh all night. Okay, yeah, you know, maybe we don't have to dig deep for that. But if you're looking for someone to build a life with, then you want that basis of making decisions to be the same. And so definitely um, having those core values line up will, will absolutely let you know that, okay, this person... He and me, we are one. Um, and mm-hmm. so so this is a right relationship for me. And then not just knowing what you want, but knowing what you don't want. What are those deal-breakers? Oh, I mean, actually, oh, yeah. you know what? This is a deal-breaker for me. Whatever those things are, understanding why, a lot of times we can avoid a lot of the heartache if we just say, I'm not interested in this, and then stick to it. It no doesn't matter how cute mm-hmm. he is or Ah, uh, this other stuff. If he possesses one of those major deal breakers or character serious character flaws for you, then just walk
2: away. Yeah, yeah. and it's so interesting how what we're talking about can go in the in the business world and the, and the and the and the personal relationships. Because if you're entering into a business relationship with somebody, these are these are key things you want to look at as well. Because you want to be able to be on the same page and you want to be able to know what you can and cannot work with you know there's certain things that there's certain things that you you just cannot deal with and there's certain things that you can and in order to be successful those things they have to work and so it can work in your business in your business relationships as well as your personal and as we go into the personal area as the relationship expert i'm going to ask you what a boss lady can do in order to navigate new relationships in her personal life? Because that can be difficult. When you're a boss lady and, you know, you're meeting people and, that you know, some men may think, she doesn't really need me. She doesn't really need me. So how do you navigate that? That is such a good
0: question. And it's definitely an uh, uh, eye-opener that I had to have in my personal life. And so I do talk about it a lot in my book. Um, As an alpha female, um, one of the things that I have to understand, and I would say this would go across the board for any alpha female, is that oftentimes we think that um, our male counterpart, um, the one that's designed for us, is going to be alpha, alpha, alpha male. I mean, I know I Mm -hmm. thought, okay, if I am the picture of then surely my husband should be me on steroids. He ought to be able (laughs) to run circles around me, you know. And so he needs to have possessed more than I possess. He needs to have obtained more than I have obtained. If my personality is outgoing, he's got to be that much more outgoing. And really, that's a disaster way to happen. And so I have to realize um, that the boardroom and my bedroom are different. And so mm-hmm. that person that may be our male counterpart at work, per se, um, that would be our biggest competitor in a corporate space, you don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to marry your largest competitor. You know, once you really kind of think about that, then you go, okay, wow, yeah, I, I don't know um, that, that I want that type of tension in my everyday life. And so I think for the boss lady. She's got to understand that the the man for you may be an excellent support. Um, he is one that is going to encourage you to to be the boss, um, lady. You know, to do your thing, whatever your purpose and your passion is. He's not going to try to squander your passion, but he's going to celebrate that passion. But he may have a little bit more of a passive personality, and so there may be cases where. In his strength, his strength is actually saying, "Hey, I'm willing to allow you to have the spotlight in this area," and that doesn't make him weak. And so, I think yeah. really shifting, shifting the perspective of knowing, um, you know, what's really right for us is one thing, and then the second thing is be okay with not being the boss all the time because you may be the boss mm-hmm. in your business, in your business deal. But when you get home, you might need to tone all that down, you know, and just say, you know what I mean, and just enjoy being a woman and say, hey, I got a man that's got this, you know, and celebrate him Mm -hmm. as the king that he is. But I think sometimes we as women, we don't know how to turn it off. We want to be the boss at work, and then when we come home, we want to run everything, and it's like, whoa, whoa, now, okay, okay, now, let's let's shift, let's make a shift and the honest truth is you know that I I feel like the the independent woman does not shoot me down for being but I do feel like the independent woman syndrome has kept a lot of people single because it's this whole idea of being I don't need anybody that that Mm -hmm. men can see that coming it's like okay you don't need me I'm not going to waste my time but Being independently dependent and being strong, but still saying, you know what? I do need what you bring to the table. I love what it is that you bring. I'm an asset. You're an asset. We're coming together to be powerful. And that doesn't take away from how strong I am as a woman to say that I choose to be connected with someone that's strong in his own right as well.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Now, LaShawna, you have been happily married for 12 years. And so what is your answer to this question as a boss lady as it relates to being a married woman?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I let my husband be the man. I don't attack his manhood. Um, it's kind of like what Dr. Shea just was saying. I, um, you do have to separate the two so um mm-hmm. he's the head of my household um mm-hmm. so and, I, and and i treat him as such um so um it's i think it's a respecting for 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 me when it comes to my my marriage and um how i handle my marriage and how okay. i handle business so mr price is um Outside of God, he comes first. And so um, mm-hmm. I just, I I don't necessarily know if I'm, I guess you can use the word submissive. I don't, it doesn't mean, I'm not a slave. But right, right. I am, um, I am very, very big and, and I, I work my, you know, to my, my, to my best ability to mm-hmm. make sure that um, he's honored. And he's revered, okay. and that he is always tr- treated um, as as a man. I I literally do mm-hmm. not wear the pants at all, you know. And I mm-hmm. think that's important. Mm-hmm. I think that um, in the home that that um, you know how women we are we we want to be secure financially, emotionally, physically. You know, but for men, it's about mm-hmm. it's about respect and respecting him for who he is mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. regardless of what that may be, so that in 12 years, you know, that, those are the things that I've, I've worked to, you know, with the help of the Lord, I've worked to capitalize on because I, I have an amazing husband. Like
3: mm-hmm.
1: the terms, you, know, have you ever heard somebody say, uh, mine is better than yours. Like literally I believe my husband is better than everybody else's. He's an amazing okay. guy. Um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, he is, I, I, I couldn't ask for, I could not have asked for anything better. And I prayed for him. Like I literally prayed for him at 18. Mm-hmm. I met him around the age of 18. I've been with him since I was 1995. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think that's, that's, that's how it helps us. And cause I'm kind of like, Dr. Shea said, I'm, I have a strong, as my mom would say, I have a intimidating personality. So I mm-hmm. cut off in the intimidation when I walked through my front door.
2: Okay, all right, and that's what and, helps and at home. Both, yeah, both of you ladies, yeah. and you, you you both touch on is so key. Is it, it, is this is finding the right person? Because you you can do this. A lot of people might think, you know, I don't know if I can be that. It's a business if I can, but it's not really about that. It's about finding the right person. And once you find the right person. Then you you know you you can allow him to, to be the man and and to respect him and and so it's just you know I I think it's I think it's fantastic and, yeah. and thank yeah. you thank you for um for sharing that with me and you know let's let's talk about work life balance now because um, you know the people. Okay, I am overwhelmed, <laughs> and so I'm trying to do decisions, I'm trying to find my species, I've got style, I've got stuff, oh my God. And so, so Lashana, in, in, um, in addition, oh, I'm sorry, there's some background here. Um, okay, and so Lashana, you, like I said, you've been happily been married for 12 years, and you're a mother of a precocious five-year-old named Chloe. <laughs> and so yeah. I'm going to start with you. As far as that work-life balance, you know, and, of course, being a professional networker, I'm sure you're extremely busy. So how do you balance that?
1: Um, To say the least, it it can be difficult at times. Um, Mm -hmm. I I balance it with support Um, Mm -hmm. because, honestly, I could not do it by myself. So I balance Mm -hmm. it with support. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like I'm all over the place. Um, but i do I have a very good support system um if there's events that I have to go to that are not um in the daytime um then mm-hmm. my mom is the cornerstone of life, so to speak um she helps mm-hmm. um my daughter has a uh, a godmother who is amazing um mm-hmm. and but I have learned over the years that. I, that there With the balance, I have to still be able to make sure my household is A-OK. So I am a woman, I cook every single day. I cook every day. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure they eat. My husband works a ton. We we don't really get to see him until Monday and Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. So he works a lot. And a lot of times at home, sometimes when, when frustration sets in, I tell him, I feel like I'm a single mom because a lot of times it is mm-hmm. just me and Chloe. Um, but mm-hmm. I can honestly say that my balance comes because I do have a support system that helps me. Um, like today, mm-hmm. I I called my father, like because my husband had to work, and I called my dad, mm-hmm. like hey, you gotta come get her, because <laughs> this is work, this is work for me. So I was like, hey, you you've got to come get her, and but in the, in the interim, you know, she watched TV until he showed up. Um, but it, it it comes with. It's kind of like um, learning how to 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 double dutch, so to speak. <laughs> so <laughs> right, right. It, it really is, and so for me, it's I, I schedule around things also. So like, if I'm able to do things while she's in school, that's helpful because she's there from eight a.m. to two thirty. But mm-hmm. any time from two thirty till that evening on, or unless I have an event then I'm at home, and we do homework, and we we go over her. She goes to private school, um, so we go over her scripture for the month, I mean, for the week, and those Mm -hmm. things, like, those things for me are things that nobody else can do but me, because, like, what she gets from home, everything starts Mm -hmm. in a and What she gets here is important to me, so I balance around those things. And then, honestly, some days I just feel like there's no balance, Mm
2: -hmm. and I just make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah sometimes that happens, and like you said, that double does getting those two ropes that are going in and seems like they're going in different directions, but making <laughs> making them work together and that's awesome and so and so maria, uh you are married, and so um how do you balance? Yes, oh wow. that's a good
4: question well, um, first, I had to pretty much learn how to balance um I tell people I had to learn how to become a a wife. Um, mm-hmm. So, because I'm always, I was always working, always doing something, and so then I had to realize, wait a minute, I'm working out of order. This is not what it's supposed to be. So what um, the two with the Shia and the what they learned early on, and like I had to kind of, kind of pick up the pieces along the way. So mm-hmm. when I started my business, I had to put uh, some things in place. Um, I have time mm-hmm. where I um I have downtime where my husband and I only spend time with each other. We t- we turn off our phones um, from mm-hmm. six to eight at night, and then at eight, then he goes to, to do his thing, so, and then sorry, after I, that,
2: having a little difficulty hearing you because of background. I'm sorry.
4: Okay. 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 Okay.
2: Okay. I guess can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah.
4: Uh-huh. Um, From after you know after eight you know I could go back and finish doing work but I had to find that balance you know I kind of pick and choose think events that I want to go to or I need to go to because I want to make sure he understands that he is priority in my life that um, mm-hmm. we do have to have that balance um, and that's scriptural you know I think that you have to take care at home first if you take care at home first everything else lines up. So my work-life mm-hmm. balance is working during the day when he's he's at work, having time downtime with him, and then just doing my work. If I have to get back up at night to get do work, I, I do, but he understands. But I try to make mm-hmm. sure that he knows my schedule. So it's it's yeah. something that we can we have a community calendar, so he knows like when I'm going somewhere and when he's going somewhere. It's easier that way. But honestly, I had to learn that I had to learn how to be a wife. So that's a different. Uh,
2: subject on a different day mm-hmm. but, yeah. Right. <laughs> so. absolutely. absolutely yeah now single ladies we have we have balanced work work um work life too issues as well, and so she i want you to jump in on that talk talk to the single ladies because we also have our work personal balance going on as well
0: yes, absolutely, i think that self care is So important, and I think that sometimes as a single, we think that we are simply just supposed to grind 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Let me just focus on my business, and because we don't take care of self, then our health can suffer. Um, Our other relationships can definitely suffer. Um, Our minds are never given the time that we properly need to rest. So that we can yes. um, continue to create because if you're exhausted all the time then your ability to continue to to create is is going to become limited and so just learning to to carve out that time and whatever that that theme and understanding that sometimes rest and relaxation is equally as important as, as productivity, and it's so interesting because anybody that runs marathons or does 5Ks or 10Ks, they'll let you know that, um, especially in training, those people that run some and then walk some and then run some oftentimes will get better times than those that have just been running the entire time because during those walking Cycles, your muscles are able to rejuvenate and replenish. And so when you start back running, you're running at a faster pace than, than mm-hmm. you were before you started walking. So definitely taking that time to take care of yourself, whether it's, you know, a spa day or keeping up those massage appointments, facials, you know, getting your hair done, getting your nails done, whatever, taking that time for yourself is so very, very important
2: absolutely and men listening all of these things apply to you as well I, I i know I said ladies but these things apply to you as well we we have we all have to work on that that work life balance whether we have families married in relationships or single it 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 all of these things matter to all of us and so these are excellent excellent points thank you so much if you can believe it we're down to the last 20 minutes of the show it has gone by so fast Uh, We still have time for questions, uh, 347-539-5372. I'm also monitoring the emails at anikpassionjourney at gmail.com. If you were too shy to ask your question during the broadcast, please feel free to email me or post them on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash journey into passion with anikas. I always keep up with my guests, so I will make sure those questions get to them as well as your comments. So during the last few um, minutes, um, what I'd like to do, because I feel like the life lessons that my guests learn actually, they help the listeners. Because when, once, once you share what you learn in your life, then it might be some, it might be um, it'll, it'll be applied to somebody out there who's listening and thinking, hmm, you know, that, that's, that actually applies to me as well. So I want to ask each one of you, and I'm going to, Start with a Ashia first. Tell me something that you have done that you once feared.
0: Oh, wow. And I did this. Oh, this is such a good question. Um, I just came back from Universal Studios. We actually spent Thanksgiving in Florida um, at an amusement park. And it was tremendous. And so I was there with my, my little sister. And I've been okay with, with, with riding roller coasters, but if I got there, I'd never want to ride, you know, the biggest roller coaster or the tallest one in the park or the one that looks like it's going to just drop straight down. And you're praying, oh, don't let the brakes be faulty or whatever. so everybody just crashes to the ground. That kind of um, roller coaster always just really made me afraid. And so, my sister, my baby sister, on the other hand, is just, I mean, she jumps off buildings and cliffs, and she's just so adventurous. And so, and so, we we got there, and I'm looking at the largest roller coaster um, in the park, the tallest one, and the wait time for it was only about 10 minutes, and everything else had 45 minute wait time, but everybody was scared to get on the thing. And so um, I looked at her, and I said, oh, do you get on those? I know you probably love getting on those roller coasters. And she said, oh, I'm terrified of those things. And I thought, hmm. oh, good. This means that I will not <laughs> have to get on it." And she said, I'm terrified, and that's why I get on it at every amusement park I go to. And hmm. I thought, what? Wait a minute. You said you were afraid. And she said, "She." The little sister is saying to me, the big sister, she said, I have to train myself that when I feel afraid, that doesn't mean not to do it. That means that I should do it. I should go right on ahead and do it. And I use opportunities like this to train my subconscious to know that even if I feel afraid, I have to do it anyway. And so because I'm afraid of those roller coasters, those are usually the first ones I get on whenever I go to an amusement park. And I thought, mm. oh, my God, it was such a life lesson for me. I'm like, wow, little sister, you are, you have some serious wisdom. And so I got on it. I said, okay, we're going to do it. I got on it. I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. But afterwards, I felt invincible. And it was so mm. much fun. And I thought, wow, Yo. on the other side of fear is the freedom and the confidence that we need to accomplish everything else. And so I was yeah. so glad I just jumped on that big roller coaster with her and and allowed it to, to rejuvenate me for the rest of the day to do everything else.
2: I love it. Fantastic. All right. Lashana, what about you? Um,
1: I actually my answer was a lot similar to hers. Um, as far as like the thing that I've, I bungee jumped, but I bungee jumped. It used to be I don't know if it's still there, but I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. And it was a ride at Carowind's. and you know I had the dare daring, daring friends, and I'm like y'all, I'm good, I'm good, y'all can have it, but I tried <laughs> it, and they would they literally wrapped you into like this. I don't even know what they called it, but it was three, three of us. And we were kind of like in a Superman position Mm -hmm. and we were at the top of God knows what, like I could literally see the entire park and they let the stream go. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And at that moment, my heart dropped. However, as you know, I'm still alive today. So (laughs) I think out of uh, uh, heights has been a thing like, like with roller coasters, not so much because I always look at roller coasters and I'm like, oh, I'm coming back down. But with this mm-hmm, plunging mm-hmm. cord thing, I looked at it like, what well, if the cord pops, that's a long way right. down. Um, oh, yeah. But the the peer pressure was overwhelming. So um, I tried it. I think this is like the scariest thing I've tried so far. But I did try it. Mm-hmm. And um, it is kind of like Dr. Shea said where it, it's freeing because as we swung back and forth, You know, I felt like I was flying and I was on top of the world. And I still, however, felt like I'd be glad when this is over with. But it was something that I felt like I did it, you know. yeah, I I can do it. That's awesome. So it is freeing. It is. is. Her sister is amazing
2: in her thought process.
1: Your sister is amazing in her thought process to look at it like that. I'm going to use that with some of the stuff I'm scared of.
2: See, that's what I'm talking about. That's that's exactly it. When life lessons, it can help help somebody else. I love it. I love it. I love it. You just confirmed it. Maria, (laughs) what about you? What have you done? Well, um, it's not
4: as as, as elaborate as as both of them. I'm like, oh, man, maybe I need to change my answer, no. (laughs) But the the things that I have done that, that I was afraid of the most, and this is coming straight from my heart, um, is quitting my job, quitting the job that was so secure and safe that I knew I was going to get a paycheck from. Yeah. Every two weeks it was coming, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was the most, that scared me the most. I think I couldn't eat or sleep for two days before then, Mm -hmm. but it was a pivotal moment in my life. And it was when God said, either you trust me or you don't you make the decision.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And then that's when I yeah. think that was the most, yeah. So yeah. that was it.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. That's, it, and it worked out. Yep, <laughs> it, it, did. Worked out. it did. It did. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, oh. yes, yes, yes. So, Lashana, what are your hopes for the future?
1: You know, that's an awesome question. Um You know, my biggest hope for the future um, is that I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do. That's my mm. biggest hope. Um, like, mm-hmm. trusting God is something that I had, I learned it the hard way. I learned the hard mm-hmm. way. But I, 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 yeah. I experienced God speaking to me and speaking to me as how I talk sometimes. And he said, even if you don't have two cars, I still got you. this is when one of my cars, she got sick, poor Ruby, but she's Mm -hmm. feeling better now. And my hope is to, because I feel like that as long as I'm walking in the direction that he wants me to walk in, everything else, it'll move right. It'll fall right. Even if it seems, even with my naked eye, if it doesn't seem like it's going to work, it'll work out. So I think that that's my hope for the future. I mean, I want to be successful, of course, and I want to be Mm -hmm. um, helpful to others and all of that good Mm jazz, right? However, Mm -hmm. I don't think that if if I'm not in line with God, I don't think it's going to work out that way. So my hope for the future is to make sure I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do. Awesome,
2: awesome. Ashia, what about you? Uh,
0: My hope for the future, honestly, is that God would use me to be instrumental in helping um, relationships have the healthy longevity that they weren't had. That
2: mm-hmm. I would
0: be able to see um, strong marriages. I would be able to see strong single people coming together to create strong marriages, and that that would help build solid families and solid communities and that um, some of the lighthearted, casual-type mindset that we've had when it comes to the these serious covenant relationships that we're making with people, that the seriousness of it would come back and that we would really begin to see um, families be healed. I would love to, to meet somebody that would say, you know, every – Body and my family was divorced, but I read your book, or I saw you on a program, or on something, and my mindset shifted. And my husband and I—we've been married for fifteen or twenty or twenty-five years—because um, something can be made the switch. Because of something said, I was—I was absolutely love that. Oh, that is awesome! That is
2: awesome. Wow! Wow! These are some awesome, awesome questions, Maria. Are you still? I hope you. are Oh yeah, you're still with us.
4: So yeah, yeah I'm here. Your hope?
2: <laughs> yes. yes hope, your hope. What ugly?
4: My hope. <laughs> you know what? I hope I can help more people really tap into their passion. Um, and I hope I can help more people in the corporate sector. There's so many people who are they're they're living this six-figure life, but they are so unhappy. And I know that they're out there because I was one of them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, my my dream, my hope for them is to do – I don't want them to be complacent because everybody else around them around, is the saying, you're crazy for doing this. You're crazy to step out and, and, and follow your passion. Um, so my hope is that I can inspire someone like myself to say, you know what, this is bigger than me, that if I step out – and do what I was called to do, and live a life of passion, and I can change the world in which I live. So I'll, that's that's my
2: hope. Wow, this has been just an incredible conversation. We're down to the last nine minutes, and I want to give each of you some time. I want to make sure that we know how to get in contact with you, how to see your information. So, uh, Maria, I know that on Facebook we can see at. The P2P Network and on Instagram, the P2P Life. Is there anything yeah. else for
4: that I Um, no, that's that's it. You can um or personally, uh, I like people to you can follow me on Facebook or even message me on Facebook. I like to you know see who you are, get to you know connect with you. Um, Maria Blowers Graham, that's my name on Facebook, but the P2P Life is my Instagram. Um, name. I like to kind of show you the ins and outs of my life. It's Life and business to me are one and the same. So in order for us to work together, i like you to see everything that I do, I think. Um, so the P2P Life, and especially Maria Blowers Graham. please feel free to message me on Facebook or Instagram. I do respond to every single message. So. <laughs> awesome,
2: awesome. And Lashana, I've got you at underscore Shana, A-P as in Paul. Um, and so how else could we get in contact with you? Okay, um, right,
1: underscore Shauna P is Instagram. Um, LinkedIn, I'm LaShauna Johnson Price. Um, You can also find me um, on Facebook at Shauna Johnson Price. My business Facebook page will launch this week, and it'll be Shauna J. Price, LLC. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's it, actually. That's it, yeah.
2: All right, and Ashia, I've got you at facebook.com slash Dr. Ashia Wine, and I want to make sure I'm spelling that for the people A S is in Sam H E I A dot W Y N is a Nancy E E, so that's the Facebook, and I, um, I noticed that you ha- you're on YouTube and Instagram at, at Ashia Speaks. And so, is there anything else that I'm missing?
0: Yes, you're absolutely correct. And then also, um, I would love for everyone to join my email list so that we can stay connected. And for doing that, um, you'll get a free copy of my guide, um, The Top Five Mistakes That Most Single Women Make, How to Avoid the Top Five Mistakes Most Single Women Make. And so you can get a free copy of that at Help My Love Life. Dot co. So no www, but just helpmylovelife.co. You'll get a copy of that guide, and then you'll be added into the email database so that we can
1: keep in contact with each other.
2: All right, helpmylovelife.co. Okay, I'll be adding that as well. Excellent, excellent. All right, last six minutes. So let's go, ladies. Last final thought. Maria, final thought.
4: Live a life with passion. <laughs> All right, that's great. We're <laughs> sticking <to> the point <laughs> All right, LaShada, last thought.
1: Um, if, if I could give anybody anything, I would just say, you know, you know, trust God. Yeah.
3: Trust God. Yeah. Lean not All right. to your own
1: understanding with everything that you do, do it with gratitude. Do it do it to serve. Don't don't look for the handout. Be the handout. Um, mm. and you know just just always wanna be someone who can help somebody else. Your help yeah. is coming. So always want to be someone who can help somebody else.
2: That's what I would say. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And Ashia, your final thoughts. My
0: final thought, I would um, just encourage everyone, whether single or married, um, to know that their life is valuable. Their life as an individual is very valuable. It's very significant. It's very purposeful. It's by intricate design that they were created and that their voice absolutely matters. And so um, don't waste any more time second-guessing questioning your worth wondering whether or not you can do it just get it done live your best life today and once you step out there and really start pushing forward you will see that it'll be easier to make the next step and the next step and the next step but it's usually that first step um that we're so afraid to make so just go ahead and make it
2: awesome awesome thank you so much ladies this has been the best couple of hours I have had in a while. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for being a part of my first two-hour uh, show. I really appreciate it. And these are voices that you will hear again. Um, just, um, Maria, I just want to let you know that the, the caller that we lost last, last time um, that didn't come through, I, the, they, they actually got in contact with me and let me know that this needs to be a three-part show. And I'm I'm sitting here listening to you ladies, and I'm thinking it's a, it needs to be a four-part show. So I'm not gonna put any of you on the spot. I'm just I'm just putting it out there in the atmosphere. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay.
3: And, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I put it out
2: there. Well, <laughs> so uh, that's that's what they said because they they just got so much out of it. They just felt like it was just amazing. And I know that, um, like Dr. Billy Jones said today, this the show is just great. And know that people are getting a lot. I, I can't wait to see the comments for, for today's show because I, I know it's going to be fabulous. And each one of you are amazing. And um, I just want to say thank you so much. And one, and like I said, the thing that I love about you is that you know your purpose. You're helping other people in their purpose. And it's just fantastic. It's fantastic, the work that you're doing, and I look forward to seeing more of what you're doing. And, LaShawn, I'm going to get that information from you. I I'm, I have my notes here. I have so many notes. You should see my notepad. It's crazy. I have so many notes on my notepad, but that's one of the things that I have on here. So thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you.
2: Thank you. It has thank been you. an honor. Yes. Oh, Thank you. Wow, you have been listening to Journey into Passion with me on Everyday Folks Radio and my conversation with CEO and Business Manager, Dr. Maria Bloodworth-Graham, who owns and operates P2P Small Business Consulting and Management Group, professional networker Lashana Johnson-Price, and published author, speaker, and relationship strategist, Dr. Ashia Nguyen. You, Like I said, you will hear from these ladies again. I hope that you got some inspiration as you continue to go to new levels on your journey. What is my final word um, for my final show for 2017? It is this: quite frankly, be inspired and inspire someone else, encourage someone else, and connect with people that will really help you soar. Say say goodbye to the naysayers, including the one in the mirror. Because we don't have time do we only have time to soar. We only have time to go after our dreams. It is time to realize them if you haven't already. And if you have, it is time to help somebody realize theirs. The goal of this show is always to encourage and inspire other people and, and to bring on other people that can help me help you do that as well. So this has been a great year. I am very excited. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that you tune in next Thursday to hear Billy and I. We are going to be on at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, talking about the year in, wrapping everything up. And 45 seconds. Let me just tell you that it has been a thrill to be a part of the Everyday Folks family. I want to thank Dr. Billy Jones for allowing me to be a part of this, and it's been a dream of mine to be on the radio, and I'm glad to be here. And as I continue to move to the next level, I will let you know what's going on with me. I have some exciting things coming up. I have an exciting lineup of guests I have met. I have met some incredible people that you are going to love, and I'm going to introduce you to them in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Happy holidays, and as always, I wish you great success on your journey into your passion. Take care of yourselves and each other.